Hello everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the Scale the Good podcast. This is our second alchemy round segment as the seven alchemies for good growth went into create two separate podcast sessions. We've centered these two sessions around one very important question. What does living a good life really mean? We get asked this question many a times, what our name and our work really stands for, and in this conversation, we hope to unpack what it means to each of us. In today's episode, we will be joined by Shanali, our program lead at Good Life X, Aj, who serves as a director of Good Life X, and Martin, advisory board member of the Good Life X team. Let's dive right in. Do have a listen and let us know what you think. Welcome, everybody. How's everybody feeling? How's everybody doing? Feeling good, Randala. Thanks for having us on. All right. Yeah. So let's get it started. I think I'll just give a little bit of a context as to the topic or why we are going into this topic. Good life is philosophy or a concept that we built our whole program and project and business on. And we felt that closing in on the end of the year, it would be super important for each of us to really unpack it a little bit so that we can dive into what does it mean for each of us in terms of our current practices, our beliefs in either work or in life or both, our personal interests, it could be hobbies, whatever it may mean to each of us and to share it with our listeners a little bit more so that they'll get an insight into what good life is for each of us and what is the good life team onto as people as well. So to begin with, Aj, can I start with you? The question is, what does living a good life really mean to you? You know, if you had asked me a few years ago, probably would have talked of a good life as, you know, uh, a life that's full of purpose and meaning and being driven to uh, live that purpose and achieve it and, and, and kind of stir things up and drive things. So it may have been a much more, maybe an energetic answer, but I think I've, I've come to a point where for me, I think living a good life seems to be much more about uh, simplifying and even actually slowing down and sort of having fewer, but possibly more deeper engagements and, and a good life is also not about being happy, but actually being more at peace or, or trying to get to that place of, of being uh, more at peace, which is also trying as much as possible not to be then rattled and have your chain yanked with you know all of the ups and downs and a lot of the manufactured ups and downs, right, of, of stuff that uh, we seem to be bombarded with. So, so in that sense, I think uh, my, my sense of what a good life is, is certainly evolving, but uh, clearly I can see a sense of uh, decluttering and, and simplifying being, being very much uh, part of that uh, journey. That's beautiful, Arj. I think I could very much relate to the book you recently recommended that I read, uh, The Essentialist or Essentialism. Um, yep. There's a lot, I think, to draw from from that book also of living a life that's rich with just a few things um, and how you can really uh, live a deep and meaningful 
uh, life and a journey through that. Thank you for that sharing. And if I may just also ask one more question, drawing from your answer, you um, come from, I think, um, a background where you work with a lot of private sector companies, a lot of high intensity consultancy um, work. That to this, how do you reflect on your quality of life and work? So that, again, that's a tough one when you translate that kind of personal point of view or that, that you know, maybe I've, I've got to in my own journey and then saying, okay, how does this translate to working with companies or with clients? And that's definitely a challenge, right? Because uh, companies and clients tend to be very much more focused around growth, uh, getting bigger and better and more profitable. That's kind of the ask the, the, that investors have of them. And you can start to open that door. And I've, I've found the work that I've been more recently very much involved in is about helping companies purpose discovery. That potentially opens the door to saying, you know, profit uh, might be an outcome, uh, but are you doing the right thing? And doing the right thing uh, on behalf of your customers, on behalf of your employees, on behalf of the communities that you're active in. And that's a start, but I'd, you know, I'd, I'd love to see go uh, uh, well beyond that. And that's the challenge in, you know, bridging that gap. Uh, I think companies might be open to a sense of purpose and it energizes the team. But beyond that, are they willing to really change how they perceive themselves as a company, as a corporate, what their role is in society? Mm. Um, that's not there yet. Mm. But I think that's the, again, to me, that's what makes the challenge interesting to, to, yeah. to kind of work with companies, to talk them through that. Uh, certainly initially not get fully embraced around this, but you got to keep knocking on that door, right? So yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it all more fun. So we'll come back to that, I think, in our second question also. Um, but I'm going to turn to Shanali now. I'm particularly interested to know how this has, year has been for you uh, and how you taken on the concept of good life, specifically this year, because there's been um, many, many breakthroughs or doors that you opened yourself into. Um, so very curious to hear from you, Shanae. Yeah, thanks, Ramla, for that. Um, but to come to this year, I think I have to go back a little to see how the concept of good life for me has evolved. So growing up, uh, being in school, a good life really meant excellence, you know, achieving excellence all the time. But, you know, the moment I joined the workforce and started working with companies and being in a consulting firm as well, you realize that that kind of excellence is exhausting to achieve all the time. And then I shifted to, you know, it being something very binary, a work-life balance uh, that almost means a trade-off between one or the other. And that really didn't hit the mark. So fast forward to this year, it's a beautiful understanding of that, that trade-offs aren't necessary that you can do everything you do intentionally, consciously. And for me, doing things with kindness is so very important. And just the ability to do everything you want to do and be everything you want to do without having those trade-offs because you're not focused so much on achieving excellence in everything. And moving on from that very binary thinking of you know it being a compromise between one or the other has really opened us to 
not just um, who I am as a person, but the kind of relationships I've built. Um, and having quality relationships have been so, so important. So yeah, that's what living a good life this year has been. Oh, nice. Thank you. I'm curious to dive deeper into it as we move on with the conversation. Uh, Martin, we've heard from the rest of the team. You, you, I think, are now sitting in Germany at this moment, experiencing a different couple of years to most of us here in Sri Lanka. But you've been part of the GLX journey from the very start and been part of building this philosophy also with us from the very start. Would love to hear from you of, of what does living a good life mean to you as Mart or, or as a person? First of all, I think you guys shared the questions before the session because everyone is so freaking eloquent. Dude, uh, read your WhatsApp messages. <laughs> I did, but there was just one question. Two. <laughs> I thought that's the one which are not going to be asked because <laughs> they're too obvious. Uh, Anyway, um, well, I think uh, I would echo a bit what, uh, what Arch was saying. And I have been thinking a lot about this uh, kind of purpose-led life, which, which we are also bombarded with through social media and, and all the philosophies and their gurus being out there who are telling us to, to find our purpose and, and live the life which we're supposed to live. And I have to admit that I have been struggling with trying to find the life I supposed to live for, for a couple of years. And I think subconsciously or unconsciously rather, I have found it in bits and pieces, but never really was able to say, okay, this is actually the life I supposed to live. And uh, hey, we lost you, Martin. Yeah, this is German internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we lost uh, you at the point where you found your purpose, Martin. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I think subconsciously or, or unconsciously, I, I, I've been doing actually things I supposed to, but I never kind of came to the conclusion or consciously recognized, okay, this is the thing and this is what I'm really good at and I just should should uh, continue doing that. I, I've, I've been trying to find out other things and I, I thought I had to go further and do more. Nevertheless, to come back to your question, what does good life constitute to me? It's very simple and that is to be in charge of my time so that I have the opportunity, not just the opportunity, but the power to decide what to spend my time on and when to spend it on. This is, this, this is the one which also puts me into the zone and uh, allows me to, to really do things I want and do things the way I want to do them. And I think they're, uh, and I, I think they're done proper. So that's, uh, that's it. I think that's a that's a um, very important sharing, and um, there's a lot of what you said about being in charge of your own time that connects me to my quality of work and life, and that's something that I think I I um, learned from you or drew from your calendar. I, without you having mentored me or coached me or having told me anything about how you plan your day, just by having access to your calendar about three four years ago 
I saw how you how you schedule your time, and um, that really. I think I have given access to too many people <laughs> uh, to my calendar. <laughs> Just see how many people's quality of life and, and work has changed because of that. Um, but, but just by marking out <clears throat> a significant amount of time in the morning to do the writing work or the creative work, that's, that's a model probably that might not work for everybody, but it worked for me because I'm also a morning person. And, you know, the moment um, I, I started working, um, in an executive role two years ago, you're bombarded with emails and, and so many questions and queries that you have to answer to, troubles to shoot, fires to put out. And if you start your working day like that, your whole day is just going to be solving the problems of the past or just responding or being reactive. And there's no space for any creative work or any um, quality thinking because your headspace is just, you know, now overworking on all the problems you solve. So I, I tried your method of just, you know, blocking out three, four hours in the morning to do everything else that you have to do before you go into the troubleshooting mode. And that really kept me sane. And that really got me, I think, to where I am um, without killing a few people and myself along the way. <laughs> so um, I think being in charge of your own time, regardless of how your schedule might get overtaken by a lot of other things you have to do. Still finding ways to, I think, be in charge of it um, makes, makes a massive difference. Um, I think, <clears throat> yes, Ron. Um, Sorry, Ron, I was also saying at the, uh, you know, sort of the, uh, within the day, right? So that you, you take that as a sort of a micro view and then at a macro view, one of the things I've uh, obviously enjoyed about the GLS GLX schedule is also the, you know, if you take the year, that there is that period of, let's call it downtime, but it, it really allows for thinking and reflecting uh, and hopefully, you know, come, you know, allows us to come up with uh, some new approaches, models, frameworks, you know, all of that thing. And, and you need that time, right? So if you're, if you're uh, you know, we have a very intense uh, period where we are on a, on a particular project and we're, we're cranking, uh, but we do need that downtime, which also needs to be not a day or a weekend, but you know, a, a certain period of time that hopefully yields uh, more interesting, uh, you know, insights and, and and tools and approaches that we can use. So I think uh, that 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 reflects what you what you were talking about, you know, even within your day. But actually, if you take it across a year, uh, I think that definitely allows or leads to a, a certainly a, a, good, a good life or a better For life. Sure, Raj, and I think that's where really our creativity blossoms. Uh, and when we move into that next cycle of intense work, you see the quality of work improve drastically by just allocating that time for you know reflection and also you know just downtime in general. And I think something that COVID um, taught us and a lot of people is that it's very difficult because of the conditionings that we have with a very rapid pace, social media thread and notifications and all the stuff that we are prone to do on a daily basis. When that just stops, you just don't know how to use your time. You just don't know how to just sit at home with just a couple of people who are around you. Um, it drives a lot of people insane. And I think this is something that we really force ourselves into, just like you mentioned, Arj, um, where we have conscious time off 
um, without anything to do with work. You can study if you want. You can go brew your own wine if you want. Whatever that gives you pleasure or calls you for your time uh, during that that period of the year um, that brings in so much of value and quality. And that's something we are practicing this December. Actually, um, we have instead of a holiday schedule in our team, we have a working schedule. So that we we've just marked out the days that we are working, um, so that we are here together as a team on those days, and the other days we are just um, doing our own things, maybe together as individual people um, or, or separately. But it just gives us the time to reflect and and do everything else that we want to do as well to give um, quality time to all those hobbies and interests. Um, I think good life for me is. to have uh the ability to make my own choices um without i mean be it time or be it my profession or be it how i consume things or how what kind of relationships i have um for me to be able to make that decision for myself without having been driven by um any other uh influences or triggers outside uh, to make make that choice consciously for myself and perhaps sometimes even to have the opportunity to contribute um with my energy my enthusiasm with my spark for um for more and more people to have that opportunity for themselves um to make whatever the choices they want to make not the choices that i make for myself um so i think that's that's in a nutshell what a good life would mean for me and i've been i think very lucky that regardless of where i went in life um beat with a job i had or with a particular institution i worked with or with people i've had relationships with i've been able to instill that value this is what i come with um and and take me as i am and because i do it with so much of transparency and trust um i've never been rejected or never been kind of kicked out to say no have it our way or no way um there's always been curiosity where people embraced me with it and and gave me the opportunity to just be that wildflower if i may say so and and that is fantastic because it really helps you grow so <clears throat> i think it's not something you're given it's something you have to create for yourself um and and not even by force but by really building trust and building those spaces where people feel safe to give you that um as well so that's been my learning for the past 2 to 3 years yeah that, that's really interesting ramila but also interesting to know and this is also time to um arjus point about finding peace um it's very easy to do that uh when you have a clear direction of who you are and you know what you want to achieve um uh, but achieving the peace is a little difficult when you when you come with years of conditioning and biases um so how do you really go through that process of unlearning and dealing with those conditionings and biases mm um yeah interesting question i think um for some reason i've just been outside of that biases spot not by choice but by mere ignorance or accident um so th- that really helped me be more in touch with not perhaps what i want in terms of career or ambition i think people who um, work with me very closely arjmartin constantly know that i have 
very existential questions just too often, right? <laughs> Martin agrees. <laughs> um, but I, I know what makes me happy. And I know what kind of people I, I like being around with. And if, if something's just not right, I don't force myself to be in a situation like that. Um, I try to work myself out of four more kind of situations. Easier said than done. Um, just constantly thinking, oh, should I be there? Should I just, you know, bite the bullet and do it? Um, but I mean, when you do it once, you're like, oh, what did I just do? And you never return. So uh, I, I think I, I cut the cord. I think uh, the, the term yeah. you just used, Shanali, yeah. uh, unlearning is a very interesting one. Uh, when we speak about the good life and, and also the purpose of, of GLX, helping more people uh, have a good life. And uh, I think, Randula, you and I have been speaking about this uh, not much, but again and again. And I think uh, education plays a huge role in this. Um, so even though we work with companies mainly and startups and we, we help them retrain their minds, I think this should start... Uh, I mean, if you really want to make this a mass movement, so to say, or bring it uh, bring it to the whole world, uh, we need to think about new concepts of education. And again, here, Randra and I, uh, we have been big fans of School of Life, right? Um, as as a as a channel which tries to do this uh, on the internet. But I think um, it is just a just a, just a thought to play around with maybe next year. Uh, is whether this this would be something for GLX as well to think about new ways of educating people um, much more earlier or kind of getting a program up and running for high schools or or even even earlier. Uh, this is this is a pet project I again and again put up yeah. notes about <laughs> on my laptop and think about okay how how would a good school look like uh, which teaches the good life and teaches the skills uh, we need for a good life because our society has uh, changed so much in the last thirty years I would say um, that those models educational models we we have all been trained. Uh, are absolutely useless. I mean, they all come from the 18th century, basically, when they were considered modern and they fit perfectly well into a kind of a classical capitalist production process, uh, but doesn't fit our, our current times anymore where um, we see production actually when we really spin this further, um, when we might be entering an era where uh, uh, people won't be needed for production itself, um, but but could be done by AI and 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 robots and whatnot. I'm really spinning this far, but uh, <laughs> uh, just just to think about okay, what what are skills <laughs> necessary skills for people especially children to be taught in order for them to make better decisions in our times. Um, hmm. Absolutely. And, and I mean, let's definitely make this one of the things that we actually at least pilot or experiment um, next year, totally down for that. Um, yeah, but I think definitely ed education plays a massive role. If you take a look at, 
especially in south asian cultures martin it's it's there's no alternative given um to to set ourselves aside from going into an achievement driven culture you have to become the first in class you have to get 90s for math and everything else uh, you've got to beat your brother at your uh, at your olivers or elevers that really is what people or kids set themselves uh, up against and when they come into the real adult work life environment um it really is draining because um life really isn't isn't going to be uh, you know set out to you in a silver platter just because you um memorize things or even uh, work really hard um so i think that's definitely a very valuable thing uh, to dive into to help people appreciate smaller things simpler things that makes life much much better quality of life much much better um and your contentment uh, and peace levels very very high uh, compared to just ticking boxes of um achieving one thing after the other or accumulating one asset after the other and and that's a significant unlearning right because there's a very strong definition of success that's drilled into us right from the bigger house and the bigger car and the bigger office and the bigger title and the higher salary and and you know you're 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 caught up in that production uh wheel right that 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 martin's talking about and then now what is suggesting is you know uh, not only we you know we may no longer be needed on that wheel uh but we still have this sense of you know what what a successful life uh is meant to be so so really uh unlearning that and um and and that's a hard one right because every message you're bombarded with uh is about saying you know your life right now is not adequate you know you're you're missing something and and what you're missing is this shiny object that you should aspire to right you know your next iphone you know whatever version whatever it is right um and that's a hard one uh and and to to open people's mind to uh breaking out of that conditioning it, it is really a conditioning and it, it's it's a subconscious conditioning from from day one um uh, that's something you know worth you know the more people you can awaken to a sense of uh uh changing that sense of what what uh, success means and then at a at a company level it it potentially means you know that you know you can take it all the way to this idea of uh, degrowth you know that that it's actually you know you you have to rethink uh your entire presence and how how you operate and why you operate uh as an organization uh, uh and again you you can imagine you know at an institution level to get that thinking in there uh is going to be it's even harder uh but that's at the crux of the change that's needed right and, and and i like the idea of opening it up and and maybe what martin and you were talking about is at a you know start at the high school level uh earlier and uh kind of engage in in different ways uh and bring people closer to you know we talked about this concept you know being being rooted and closer to their roots uh because we've been divorced from or cut off from death and we are in this kind of artificial construct and if we can literally go back you know and touch the earth in many ways right that 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 potentially awakens you to a sense that hey you know what this is probably not the way uh, to a good life uh, so 
Thank you, Arja. Absolutely. And I think reconnecting and, and rooting ourselves back um, is essential. And more than anything, I think the last two years, because of COVID, it gave us an opportunity to do just that. Um, because we, whether we like it or not, we were cut away from most of the things. And we were left with two things, our environment or our devices. Uh, I saw a group of people go more and more into the devices. There's like content after content after content, webinar after webinar after webinar. Um, and, you know, it was information overload, but people really didn't know what else to do to keep themselves useful, occupied. Whereas some turned to the nature to plant, to grow, um, to experiment. Um, and some even changed their careers um, entirely. Um, so I, I think there's a lot to draw from the experiences or the transformations that's happening around us. And the beauty is, I think two and a half, three years ago, when we spoke of these topics of mindset, of transformation, of being more conscious, of being more rooted, whatever, it was largely rejected, um, labeled as one thing or the other, um, that, that, that so many names that I really don't want to uh, be speaking of right now. But I'm so happy that it's come to the mainstream or come to a larger dialogue now and have given up the ability to build an entire project and business on it and have more and more people adapted beyond gurus, beyond religion, beyond spirituality to be, become a part of education, become a part of life and business and society overall. So I think um, we, are the, we are the eye of a very beautiful and massive transformation and it's great to be working on it together with you guys. Like we said, the world is changing and we are in on the transition team to, to truly trying to live, on, live up to that. Um, so with that, I think we have about 10 minutes left of our time. Shanali, I want to um, go uh, to the next question with you and Martin, this is the next question. If you didn't catch up on the thread, I, I'm, I'm bad at uh, better doing my homework. So. <laughs> um, looking forward, Shanali, what would you do next year, 2022, to live even a, a better uh, life or live a, live a good life even in a better way? Right. So I think there are three things that I would do. Uh, one, taking away from this particular conversation itself, which is doing a lot of unlearning and being aware of my biases. Um, and they say you are the sum of the five people you associate closely. And Aww. I think we have the best five people that I work with uh, or more. <laughs> so that's a privilege, I'd say. Um, the second thing is being conscious of uh, how I enrich my body, of what I consume. Um, and finally, um, getting movement more into my lifestyle, moving more, uh, being more. Mm -hmm. And I just don't mean exercise. I mean, movement in any form, be it mm -hmm. dance, be it yoga, be it whatever. Just I'll make sure you take the stairs next time. Please do, please <laughs> do. <laughs> so that's it for me. Great, thank you. Um, that's a beautiful sharing and I'm very excited for you, Shanali. Thank you. Um, Aj, how about you? Um, I think simplifying even more. Um, I think that journey continues uh, next year. And, and in many ways, that also means uh, just uh, downsizing in terms of expectations, in terms of what you use uh, and recognizing what, what's, what's useful uh, and what's just extra that, uh, you know, is a, is a luxury that, that uh, you know, in many ways, 
collectively we can't afford, right? So uh, I think bringing that back, um, recognizing that, being a lot more conscious than as 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 a consumer uh, in in those choices, I think is 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 important uh, for me personally. And uh, also then, you know, when you say being simplifying, also being more selective in uh, how you allocate your time, uh, which means saying no to a lot of things that, um, uh, you know, before I would out of a sense of either obligation or wanting to be helpful, uh, would just take on stuff or, or agree to stuff. And, and uh, you realize that is actually counterproductive to the larger cause. Of, of you know moving more people towards a good life, uh, so being more vigilant about that, I think is is going to be uh, important for for going forward. Thank you, Arj. And I think your your influence and the confidence you give other people to do the same um, goes a long way because just by one conversation I think I had with you last December and reading that book helped me resign from all the boards that I was seated in without any disrespect. Um, not by um, giving any any um, lack of importance to any of those courses, but to really focus on um, the journey that I was in and the time I had to create for myself and to learn and emerge through that really helped. So, um, yeah. And, and when you say letting go and simplifying, I keep uh, remembering, I don't know if you guys watch this. Um, in Black Mirror, there's a particular episode called Zima Blue. Um, I'll send it to you, Arj, you'd absolutely love it. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but it's, it's something that I keep coming, getting flashes of when Arj uh, talks about simplifying. Cool. Martin, how uh, I'm about I'm looking you? for a new hairstyle, actually, uh, for next year. So if you have any suggestions, um, I'm happy <laughs> to, uh, to follow them. Um, but besides that, uh, also being vigilant is, I think, what's what I will try to do more. As uh, I've, I've just realized a few days ago that I might have been giving uh, my kindness away too quickly and too easily to certain people. Uh, and that didn't uh, always end up well or produce the results I thought it will produce. Uh, so I decided to be more vigilant or be more, uh, yeah, I'm probably more, yeah, let's say more vigilant uh, about to whom I gift my time and my kindness and my attention. So nice. Any takers on the hair point, please write to us directly. Um, um, I'm thinking of braids. Uh, <laughs> that might be pretty good for yeah. Martin. I think he could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> He's got pretty long hair if you didn't take it, it is, off from it the last is, time I is. saw you. And, it's, um, it's beyond your shoulder length, yeah, right? I, it doesn't work this way when it's in a bun. It doesn't work if it's short, if it's open. Uh, so I think it, I had my time with the style and, and I need some, some refreshment. Yes, yes. Braids, I think, is the way to go. <laughs> uh, an upgrade to brains. <laughs> um, I think to me, um, looking forward, uh, earlier this year, I think uh, when I took time away from most of the other things that I was involved in, I made a conscious effort to only give my time to conscious things, 
things that were driven with um, conscious efforts towards helping um, people, societies, movements, whatever, evolve to a better place. I think I succeeded maybe 50%. I want to really try and go all the way next year to, to dedicate my time and effort to things that are purely making a, a conscious effort towards uh, things that are around us. And um, would really love to spend more and more quality time with people that I love and really matter to me so that um, my work and my life is very much connected together and I get to create a lot of things that I create with my loved ones. I'm, I'm very much into art and all of that. So I'd love to explore more and more creative ventures next year. Um, and hopefully I can weave that in together with what we do with GLX. So excited for that. Um, yeah, so right on time. I think we've used up a good 40 or 35 minutes. Thank you everybody um, for taking part um, of this really, really good conversation. Martin, I think you should really host your own podcast with us. Um, you're really gifted, I think, yeah, <laughs> to create a I'd nice- I'd subscribe movie. to that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and I've been, and I want to emphasize this, I've been ad-libbing this. I didn't prepare. Exactly. See, you're a natural. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Iman, you could be co-host, you know. Great. Any last points uh, from any one of you guys uh, as we close up? Um, I, I was also, you know, something that Shanali said from early on about, uh, you know, being kind. Uh, I, I think that's a bedrock uh, of, of a good life. Uh, and I think the two other things that I always, I, I have this Venn diagram in my head, right? It's about, you know, you be kind, uh, be useful uh, and be of service, right? So, so in many ways that, that, that sense of, I think once you, uh, or if you get to a realization that, that your life is not about you uh, and, and that it is about serving others in, in whatever capacity, right? Uh, then I, I think there's an amazing, uh, freedom and and that that path to a good life really uh, opens up in a very different way. So so, but anchored on on fundamentally, you know, as much as possible, being kind. Yeah. Yeah, and building off what Martin said about choosing where you channel your kindness and energy, <laughs> I think that's really important too. So in order not to burn out. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think I just like to draw from one of the exercises we all did. I think in August or September where we reflected on what we want to experience as individuals and as a company, and also what do we want to contribute as individuals and as a company. I think that kind of reflection without going on to having KPIs or objectives and key results, really to looking at what kind of experience do I want to grow into and what experiences do I want to have in the next year and what contributions would I uh, like to make, I think really helped us understand our own perspectives very differently and uh, be very, very grateful for what we have right now. Um, and I think that's a beautiful exercise for any company and any person to um, explore and experiment. Cool. So with that, we close the final Scale the Good podcast for 2021. Um, there's a lot more coming our way. Check out our good list that we've announced in our website and our social media that lists up a lot of conscious gifts you can give your loved ones this Christmas. Wishing all of you a wonderful holiday season and a fantastic 2020 you with or without COVID 
make it a good one.